0: it's what you call the boredom okay that one was weird it's gonna be the feel everything movie of the summer disney and pixar's inside out 2 rated pg parental guidance suggested only in theaters june 14 get tickets now i'm misty copeland and to me family is caring it's love it's stability And it doesn't have to be the family you're born into. Family can be just the people that you're surrounded by who love and care for you. Hello, and
1: welcome to We Are Family. I'm here with Misty Copeland, who made history as the first African-American female principal dancer with the prestigious American ballet theater. She is also the author of the children's books, Bunheads and Firebird, as well as her memoir, Life in Motion, an Unlikely Ballerina. Misty, welcome to We Are Family. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'd love to just start by talking a little bit about your childhood. I know that you grew up in a very busy home with five siblings. Yes. Very hectic.
0: Can you talk a little bit about what your childhood was like? Yeah. Family... Life was very chaotic, growing up, like you said, you know I was one of one of six children I am, and for most of my upbringing, you know, was in a single parent home with my mother raising us. There was a, a lot of moving around, so there wasn't a lot of stability or consistency. I went to so many different schools. Um it was around the age of seven that we settled in San Pedro, California, and that was really the first time that I felt like I was a part of the community, and that was the same year that I became a member of the Boys and Girls Clubs in San Pedro, California. And, you know, it was really just a, a safe place that my mother could have all of us kids while she was working, you know, two jobs after school. And that really became, you know, a second home and a second family for me and my siblings. And the first time that I I experienced mentorship in my life and, and a real sense of guidance and, um, you know, a support structure that I hadn't yet seen. You know,
1: we talk a lot on this podcast, actually, about found family and about family yeah. not necessarily being your biological family that you're born with. Who exactly outside of your immediate family would you consider family?
0: I have so much family <laughs> um, <laughs> outside of my my big, you know, biological family. Um, I just, I have an incredible group of women that have come into my life, you know, throughout my journey as a ballerina. And as a professional that have been mentors, you know, whether it's former dancers, whether it's board members of American Ballet Theater, it's been quite a journey. And, you know, it was at 13 years old that I was introduced to ballet on the basketball court at my local Boys and Girls Club. That was the first time that I was given an opportunity and that someone saw a future for me beyond, you know, the circumstances that I grew up in. And so I wouldn't be a member of American ballet theater. I wouldn't be the first black principal ballerina in the company's 75 year history, if it weren't for my boys and girls club and for people believing in me and setting an example for what it means to be a mentor and a leader. Who was that person that really spotted your potential? My drill team coach, Elizabeth Cantine at my public school, who suggested I take a free ballet class at the Boys and Girls Club. And that was mortifying to me to step outside of my comfort zone. You know, it was already enough for me to join the drill team stepping outside of my comfort zone as such a shy and introverted child, but doing classical ballet, that was just like, absolutely not. I've never heard classical music. It was like a foreign language for me. So once she pushed me to take that ballet class from there, it was my first ballet teacher, Cynthia Bradley, that literally became a family for me. I lived with my teacher and her husband and her three-year-old son for the first three, three and a half years of my training. And they took me in and I've, my family, in quotes, <laughs> has been building ever since. And what family means to me is, is so much more than just the, again, the family you're born into. So they actually became
1: your custodial guardians,
0: was that right? Yes.
1: And did you understand what was going on when you were a child going through all of that?
0: I don't think I really understood the nuts and bolts of it all, but I knew that this was the first time that I was a part of something that was bigger than me, that I was doing something that would help me you know, become a better person, give me opportunity beyond the circumstances that I grew up in. And then this ballet teacher bringing me into her home, seeing the potential, you know, saying that I was a prodigy from the moment that, you know, I took that first ballet class and giving so much to help me have a brighter future. It was something that I still can't really wrap my head around. I speak about it with my husband all the time. Like, would we ever take someone into our home? And, you know, mm-hmm. it's quite a commitment. And it's unbelievable just to think back on the generosity of so many people throughout my life.
1: And so how different was that family life with them versus what you knew from your mother? And then also, did you, you didn't have much of a relationship with your father, right?
0: No, I grew up you know, really with my mother raising me. I didn't meet my father until I was 23 years old. I'm Grew up in underprivileged communities for most of my my upbringing, and being you know a young black girl, it was such a huge shift for me to move in with this white family in, in a suburb. Mm-hmm. I'd never experienced anything like it. I mean, even sitting at a dinner table, sitting down around a table and having a conversation, and you know, being asked how I felt about things and What I wanted for my future, like this was all so foreign to me. It was a completely different environment from, you know, there was a lot of love in my household, but there was not a lot of structure and stability. And it literally was just a complete flip. But the one thing that kept me feeling like I belonged was ballet. From the moment I entered ballet, I felt like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is, this is a a way for me to voice you know, everything that I've had inside of me for 13 years and not had a a true way of of articulating myself. And so ballet, I think, is what kept me from feeling like a complete outsider within that family structure. I mean, they were incredible to me, but still coming from such a different upbringing, it was a big shock.
1: (laughs) And so what's your relationship with your mom today?
0: I have a relationship with every woman in my life that has helped to nurture and mentor me. It's been, you know, it was, it was tough back then, you know, for any mother to, I guess in some way, give up their child and, you know, to further their future. And it's not the perfect ideal, you know, family situation, but you know, I never have had that and I don't look for What's expected, or what uh, society tells us a family should be. I'm so proud of the family that I've helped to build around me and the incredible people that have come into my life. You know, my ballet teacher, Cynthia, is still a part of my life and her family. My drill team coach, Elizabeth Cantine, who I call my godmother, is still a part of my life as well. So I feel so blessed to have so much family in my life.
1: And so what would you say to other little girls who might not feel like they see themselves in what they want to do or they don't see themselves represented in something like ballet? go back in time, what would you say to yourself? What would you say to other little girls?
0: I think it's really important to accept help and support and guidance. I think that's really hard for young people. And you often feel like, you know, you can do it on your own. And if you don't do it on your own, you're a failure. I think it's just really important to know that you're only stronger by having incredibly supportive, strong people behind you that you can lean on. I would just tell my younger self to be patient and know that things are going to work out the way that they're supposed to to enjoy the process and the ride because that's really a, a part of life and a part of success is enjoying that process.
1: And so now you're married to Olu your husband and I think he's your first boyfriend, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so sweet. So I'd love to know like what your relationship with him has taught you about, you know, yourself and your your idea of family.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's been such a huge part of my growth, meeting him at 21 years old and, you know, having my first boyfriend, you know, he instantly became family and became a sense of stability that I'd never really experienced in terms of a male figure in my life. I'm just so fortunate. I can't believe to this day that I found him at such a young age and that, you know, someone who respected me and The commitment and sacrifices that I was making for my career, it's not often that you can find a partner who understands and will kind of step back and allow you to blossom and grow in your own time. I think that's what's been our strength for us being together for, I don't know, 15 plus years is our mutual respect for each other and allowing for one another to grow as individuals um, as well as, as us as a couple.
1: And so am I right in hearing that you were introduced by his cousin, Tay Diggs?
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell that that story? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I was 21 years old and just living my best life in Manhattan in New York City out at a club. And a man who I did not recognize as Tay Diggs (laughs) came over to me and said, my cousin wants to meet you. And it was kind of just that was it. Um, he was actually living in Atlanta at the time in law school, so we did long distance for a year. I mean, we'd see each other here and there, but yes, it was Tay that introduced us, and <laughs> that's such a great part of that story. So now, you have said before, you've
1: talked a little bit about how you've wanted to possibly settle down and have children. Is parenthood still something you'd like to do?
0: Absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm one of six children. I grew up in a big family, and and I love. Children. I mean, I wouldn't be a part of the Boys and Girls Clubs if, you know, if that wasn't something that I enjoyed, you know, being surrounded by the next generation who are setting an example for like who we should be. And it's just it's so beautiful to be around. I mean, even being a part of ballet, I'm constantly surrounded by young people who want to be better than us and make the world a better place. So, yes, that is absolutely something that I still want to do.
1: And so because you have a lot of siblings, I think you have a fair few nieces and nephews. Is that right? I
0: Yes. There's a ton of us.
1: <laughs> and so what kind of aunt are you? Like, what do you like to do?
0: In my mind, I'm the cool aunt. I don't know if that's actually reality. <laughs> oh, you've you got to be. Come on. You're Misty Copeland. Yes. Automatically <laughs> cool aunt. I'm the aunt that comes, you know, a couple times a year and spoils them and <laughs> mm-hmm. and buys them lots of things and takes them out to fancy dinners and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, the best aunt ever. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> you've achieved so much in your life and career above and beyond what many people might have expected from a little girl like you at the age of thirteen. What's next on the horizon for you? what What are your hopes for the future of your family?
0: You know, I think that I will forever be a part of dance and a part of ballet in some way, um, whether it's, you know, through the Boys and Girls Clubs and using local community centers to be able to reach out and give other children an opportunity, an opportunity that I have that was not typical in this field. Um, I am just, you know, so, so excited for so many different opportunities that I have. And again, that ballet and dance is kind of the through line and the reason that I'm here and will always be a part of what the future holds for me. And one more really quick
1: question, because we have a lot of parents listening to this podcast. What would you say to parents that are interested in getting their kids into ballet?
0: It's so interesting because I feel like a lot of professional dancers who experience such hardships, you know, it's hard to be a professional at anything. But, uh, you know, especially an athlete, an artist, and will say like, oh, I don't want my child to dance. I feel the opposite way. I think that there's so much beautiful possibilities and tools that you will learn by being a part of a sport, by being a part of an art form, that you're, you know, kind of awakening these cognitive skills in a way that nothing else can for you. I would say to listen to your child and not force them to do something they don't want to do, but encourage them and nurture them and be a support system for them.
1: Good. My five-year-old is in ballet, 9 a.m. Saturday morning, so I think I'm doing the right thing. We'll see. (laughs) Misty Copeland, thank you so much for coming on We Are Family. It's been so great to have you.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thanks so much for listening to my conversation with Misty Copeland. Come back next time when I'll be talking to author, podcaster, and late show host, comedian Samantha B about how she's hoping her wild teenage years don't inspire her own kids to rebel. Spoiler alert, she stole cars. I'm not kidding. Be sure to follow We Are Family on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. And we'd love your feedback. If you could rate this podcast and leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. You can also find us online at parents.com slash podcast. We Are Family is presented by me, Julia Dennison, and produced by Sam Walker. Editing is by Vincent Cashion, and thanks also to the rest of our production team at Pod People, Rachel King, Matt Sav, and Danielle Roth. We'll see you back here next week for more We Are Family.